I'm stumbling through life, if I can be honest with you, and just finding the pockets of flow that will carry me into my purpose along the way. Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, an all-encompassing personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and manifestation, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I will be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. Welcome back, my Empowered fam. I am so excited today because I have a fantastic guest that I have been just dying to get on. And if you guys listened to last week's episode, I actually had on Savannah. And I mentioned that I was hoping to get her partner, Josh, on. And today we finally have him. So Joshua Zimmerman, otherwise known as Yogi Josh, is a practicing yogi who earned his training in northern India, nestled between the Ganges River and the Himalayan mountains. His teachers were a part of a five thousand year unbroken lineage of yogis, swamis, rishis, and Vedas. Prior to his introduction to the practice of yoga, Yogi Josh was a competitive powerlifter and gym owner who broke the national record for squat in his weight class. Now, Yogi Josh is inspired by creating herbal formulas that balance the body and mind, sharing yoga as movement and as philosophy, and guiding meditations. As a fusion of all three, he created an event called Yoga on Shrooms, which he co-leads with his partner and sound healer, Savannah Fidel. Josh is currently developing an online course for those interested in making a lasting transformation in their lives through the yogi purification of their mind and body. His mission in everything he does is to create the right conditions for enlightenment to arise. Josh, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you for taking the time to join me in your crazy, busy schedule. (laughs) Wouldn't miss it for the world, Dee. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, honestly, I'm just going to let you take the floor. Tell us, you know, your background, what you want to talk about, all the things. Just jump right in. So you had mentioned, uh, well, first and foremost, thank you. And uh, we are going to get right into the meat, but I just wanted to say before I even begin that I am so grateful that you're creating this space. And uh, you did have my partner, Savannah, on, um, we'll say last week or the last recording. And uh, I'm just so grateful to follow such a wonderful act as as hers. So, um, yeah, my life. Wow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's been a, I was actually reflecting in preparation for this podcast. I was like, where do I even begin? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there, it has been such a dynamic life and I feel so grateful, um, for all of the changes when it really all started for me was when I opened a gym. So that was, as you mentioned in the introduction, I opened a gym called 500 Fitness with a couple of partners, and uh, my whole life was revolving around becoming the strongest person in the world, and Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be the strongest, and I would every day visualize myself number one on a podium with one, two, and three, Mm -hmm. and I 
was at sometimes uh, some points working out two times a day, six times a week, very um, regimented on my food, and 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 there was this extreme level of discipline that was involved with this, which is in time what I learned that I really liked was discipline. Um, it wasn't necessarily lifting weights. I liked the body movement. You can kind of see that I liked certain elements of it, but not all mm-hmm. of it was exactly my flavor. So as time goes on, I, um, I did break the world or the national record for squat. Um, in my weight class, I weighed 114 pounds and I squatted 385 pounds. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty wild time. And I had a powerlifting coach. I'll tell a brief story about it because it was insane. Um, at this time, I was transitioning away from powerlifting. And I was just trying different movement methodologies. I was like farting around with parkour and doing flips over boxes. And yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and dancing. And like uh, I did modern dance for a little while. And Okay. I was just having so much fun. Right. And then, you know, all the guys in the gym were like, Josh, we're doing this powerlifting competition. We got to have you do, it. you know, you, you got to bring, <laughs> you got to bring home gold for the gym and it's going to be good for marketing. And, and I was like, that's cool. You know, if I can help out in that way, that'd be sweet. I'm not so passionate about powerlifting anymore, but like for the, for the crew, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get underneath this squat that is, going to break the national record. And I don't even care at this point. I'm like, okay, like I'll do it. And I have this whole crowd around me and my powerlifting coach at the time was behind me, just slapping my back, just (laughs) in my face, you know, not on purpose, but like, yeah. (laughs) Angry talking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, ah, God, like, like, okay. <laughs> like, if you'll stop, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I get myself under the under the bar, and surprise, to my surprise, I get it up, and it feels pretty light. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna actually do this. I I knew it, and and easy peasy, down and up. And as I come forward and rack it, and I hit the rack, uh, I like I hear everybody clapping and hooting and hollering and. You know, my powerlifting coach in good form is still slapping me on the back. And, <laughs> and I go into this altered state, which is like something I've never really experienced before. And like everything kind of faded to black. And I saw myself on the podium as I have mm-hmm. visualized with a gold medal. And I had become the strongest person in the world in my mind. This is a really revelatory moment for me because this is what I later learned out to be a third eye opening vision. And I saw the future or a potential future. And what was so striking about this was I didn't have any feeling around it. So it was like I saw my face and my body language on number one on the podium with the gold and I didn't even care. I almost got the sense of like it was a waste of time for me to even like have accomplished it. And right then I had this snap back into my body where I was like, oh my God, I just don't even care. I don't care about this anymore. And the the applause came back and like, you know, almost like a movie, I'm back into my real, real experience. And in that moment, wow. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I don't care. 
Okay, Empowered listeners, by now you have likely heard me talking about my retreat, and maybe it has gotten your wheels turning that you are interested in joining. If it has, I encourage you to take this time for yourself to dive deeper into your spirituality and to continue the journey of nourishing your soul and getting to know its divine calling. Step into the empowered, expressive human that you are meant to be and release what no longer serves you to call in abundance and step into that new version of yourself that you desire to be. Your transformation will begin through daily movement medicine, followed by healing integration sessions, transformational breathwork, tailored meditations, sound healing, Reiki, and so much more. Experience an intentional private nature getaway and enjoy cozy rustic lodging, deep bonding, nourishing meals, and adventure in the beautiful woodsy hills near Ellicottville, New York. If you have been feeling called to take your healing and spirituality deeper, this retreat is for you. You can find more information by visiting the website in my show notes or feel free to DM me on Instagram. Our next retreat is August 26th to 28th, and we truly hope to see you there. The next day, the next day, I got into the gym. I always opened 5 a.m., so I was there at like 4.45, and I got right on the computer, and I didn't even know what I was doing at the time, but I was looking up yoga retreats. I'd practiced for a month. I had no idea that this was something that I was going to do forever and become, you know, identified with. But I was like, I got to try something, you know, and it feels pretty good to lay down after I'm done with exercise. And that's what yoga provides me. It's a chance to lay down in Shavasana rest. I'm going to just go for this. I look online and I'm like, man, all of these are really expensive. <laughs> it's like, like three, $5,000 to get certified. I don't know. So on this website called bookyogaretreats.com, I changed the filter from price low to high. It's like, well, just, you know, roll the dice, see what we get. The first one that comes up, $600. I was like, wow. that's that's manageable, you know, and it 30 day, um, yoga teacher training. And so I click on it and it says Rishikesh, India. And I'd never traveled outside the country other than Canada at that point. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, wow. I think I'm going to India. And I, and I also saw that like, it was a scholarship program. You know, if I, if I get the scholarship, then I'll do something about this. So let me just apply and like, see what happens. Come on. Put my little toe in the water, you know? And so I fill out all the scholarship and I'm like, you know, I'm looking for a big change. I used to be a power lifter. I'm realizing that's not what I want. I'm seeking more and I don't know what it is, but I feel like yoga holds it for me and I will give it my all and like, I will show up and do my best. And I filled out the whole thing. Next day, I get the email back. You've been accepted into the scholarship program. And my I have mom, full chills. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, literally, I said out loud with nobody in the gym. And I looked up and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm going to India. And I'm like, wow. oh my God, I cannot. And so I called my parents and I'm like, Mom, Dad, I was 22 years old at the time, so very fresh. And I'm like, 
I'm going to go to India and I'm going to be a yoga instructor. And this is what I'm going to do now. And they're like, and I just can hear my dad's voice. He's like, okay, well, Josh, if that's what you really want to do, then, um, just need to ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> and they asked pertinent questions and like we, we went back and forth and, you know, <laughs> he properly killed my buzz for a little while, but it was, it was important <laughs> that he asked me these questions. So thank you, dad. Um, and, and so without a doubt, the next day I, um, I actually started to GoFundMe because I didn't have the money even for $600. And I put it out there and literally like one step at a time, just like putting faith out there mm-hmm. that this is what's meant to be for me. Old high school friends, family, people I didn't even know donated hundreds of dollars for me to go to India and become a yoga instructor. And what a gratifying moment. Oh my God. It was like, I couldn't believe it was like a whirlwind of amazing things happening back to back, you know? I'm going to jump in here real quick and just cut into this before we lose this thought. I just want to point out how amazing it is when you get into something in alignment for yourself, how things just start to line up for you like that. Like you realize that powerlifting wasn't for you anymore. And you immediately trusted into something else, even though it was so out of your realm. You're like, okay, I feel like this is the direction I'm supposed to be going into. And you jumped into that with full faith. And then all of a sudden, all of these things were just lining up to make it happen. And that's why I talk so much on the podcast about alignment and inspired action and doing the things that you're called to do and how it will line up. And that is just the most perfect example of how that happened for you. Thank you for bringing that up because I also want to build on that and and share for, and I think this might be helpful for listeners to understand. I don't know if this is for everybody's experience, but for me, I stumble through these things. I don't always know what is right for me and what's coming next, but I oftentimes know what's not right for me anymore. And leaving that and going into an unknown, unsure space and just kind of like trusting and like I said, having faith that it plays out, that that's the way that it's been for me. It's like I kind of stumble through these, I'm stumbling through life, if I can be honest with you, and just finding the pockets of flow that will carry me into my purpose along the way. And I think we all are. I mean, that's life. Obviously, we're not all mind readers or, you know, like we don't know God's intention for us every step of the way. But what you do, what you can lean into, like you said, is what is not for you anymore. And if you have the faith and the courage to step out from that and say, okay, this isn't for me anymore. And I trust that I will find out my next steps. And then you follow that that's where the magic comes from because we're not supposed to know the answers. We don't have to have all the answers, just have faith and trust that it's going to pan out for you in the exact way and in the exact time that it's supposed to. So true. So true. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll let you get back to your, to what you were going to say next. I just wanted to, to put that in there. Yes. So 
from from my experience in in India, I had, and I'll just give like a highlight reel. I could I could talk about this for hours, but mm-hmm. once I got there, <laughs> I took a six hour taxi ride from Delhi to Whoa. Rishikesh, and this was like a after a twenty four hour flight, and I'm in a whole new country with new smells and crazy sounds and it's and I'm all alone you know and I'm I'm young I'm 22 and I'm like this is just insane you know and the experience alone of doing that even before injecting the like timeless wisdom of yoga was so like it rearranged my mind in this way of like anything's possible and there's nothing to be afraid of and everything can be figured out as long as you just keep going and keep trusting and so i'm six hour taxi ride to the mountains in the himalayas and you know we're doing fire ceremonies and i'm watching these um you know men who've lived in india and practiced this for their whole life throwing flowers and chanting and uh blessing us and i had 30 days of practicing yoga for 16 hours a day and the immersion of it you know it's not all physical asana but we had two physical asana classes a day and they're not like (laughs) this is something that i want to make really clear is that yoga in india is not relaxing okay so like it's (laughs) not like oh everybody just lay and whatever you want to do like whatever feels good and like listen to yourself it's like it's it's militant and i bring that to my yoga classes and i know that that is not everybody's style but i always afterwards have people appreciating it and it's like because from what i've been given from the yogis that are right at the source of yoga the 5000 year lineage is you can do more like you can do more than you think you can do. And inside of the practice, and a good instructor should guide you into a space that shows you that you're not limited by your mind. Don't just do what you think you can do. Or don't just stop when you're slightly uncomfortable. Find a new capacity of being inside of yourself. And that's really where the yogic transformation happens is when through the discomfort, you realize that you are not identified with discomfort, you are not identified with the limitations inside of your mind, and you are so much more. And so the breath is really the heavy emphasis that they put on the practice. Because as long as you're breathing, you can recognize the mind, go beyond the mind, and then practice to your highest capacity. So getting back to what I was saying, it's very militant. I did, (laughs) I stood in Tadasana. I went from, like, it was basically like a military experience. You arms out and then go to, like, straight standing. Arms out, straight standing. And we did that for 30 minutes every day. And so we're being, like, trained in a certain way. And it's all to get you to go beyond your mind to see what's beyond your mind so 
So I bring that into my yoga classes. So all of that experience, I'm going to bring it back. We've had, we had those two types of classes every day, that type of class twice a day. Mm. And then pranayama for an hour, which is breathing practice. And then we had uh, meditation, which was an hour, chanting, which was an hour. Then we had um, yoga nidra, which is uh, laying down and basically surrendering everything to the divine for an hour. And oftentimes it lasted more than an hour because you'd get into these wild altered states of being where you would start to see from the inside, not just with your vision, but you were with a different dimension of reality. Wow. Just the, the, I can't even express the experiences. And that was daily for 16 hours a day. And so when I come back, things are much different for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like getting back to Buffalo, New York, after being in India, having yogic, psychic experiences, psychedelic yogic experiences in a foreign land, I come back to Buffalo, New York, and I feel completely foreign. I almost feel like I don't belong anywhere anymore. And this Mm. begins a new chapter for Josh, where Mm. I'm no longer in India, and I certainly don't belong here anymore because of the things I've experienced. So I sense an awakening coming. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes a good contrast, right? When everybody around you has an old paradigm of thinking and experiencing, and it doesn't quite fit what you now know and what you have now experienced, you get a proper contrast and you say, wow, something really has changed within me. And I feel better than I did. If we're going to make a comparison, I feel more whole. I feel more at peace. And now I feel almost responsible for sharing that and sharing the techniques and the ways in which I access this new self. So I wrote a book and it's called Love Being Live. I did not know this. <laughs> I don't talk what? about it all the time. I it's actually it has never been published, believe it or not. Okay. So I I spent three years of my life, and it's in my Google Drive still. And I'm now working with an editor to actually bring. I was going to say, Joshua, I'm going to yell yeah. at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be out there. I know it. Yeah. And like I just recently grappled with my fear of finishing it. And like releasing it because it's been so near and dear to me. It took three years and it's a part of you. It's a part of me. It's it it was me on paper, you know? Mm. And so to to briefly summarize that is it, it was six stages that anybody can go through, and they're very simple. It's just creating a vision for yourself, like how you want your life to be, and then purging out everything in your life that doesn't support that vision. And that comes down to old clothes, old belongings, old relationships, old thoughts, old emotions. And there's like a stepwise process on how to do that. And then it comes down to eating in a way 
that cleanses and purifies you. Meditation, yoga. So these are now five stages. And then the sixth stage is making it into a daily routine so that every day you're practicing sadhana or your spiritual practice to keep you in that flow of realizing your vision for your life. So that was that's essentially the book that took three years to write. And I did it for my life. <laughs> and now I'm the embodiment of that book. So I can't wait to share that. That was an interesting journey for me to be a writer for a little while. I um, got to be a recluse, very self-reflective, learning, researching, writing was very nourishing for me. And then it came a time where because I didn't publish it or make any money with it, it was like, well, Josh, now you got to kind of like do something with your life, apparently. Like this is 25 <laughs> now and uh, people, including your parents, uh, are telling you that this is not a sustainable way to live your life. <laughs> and I thought there might be something to that. Like, maybe I should get out there and make some money as my parents would say. And so, you know, I, I had to look within and say, what is it that I am passionate about? Because I didn't want to rush it. And I felt like I had some extra time that most people don't get. It's like, what am I passionate about? And I took some time. And I remember as I was making an elixir for myself in the morning, adding herbs and fats and tea all together, Wait, I'm sorry. Can I cut you off real quick? Because I know where you're going. And I feel like this is a very important answer. So when you came back from India, you were feeling like, um, almost like, you know, what is going on here? Like you didn't have a place. Do you think that part of you decided to become a recluse in the sense of because you weren't yet ready to face the changes that have happened that you had to integrate into the world? From my experience, I felt so compelled to share what I had experienced. And I knew it was so powerful. And like, I felt like I needed to stop everything in my life and just like, write this down. And like, all right, I need to, I need to create a guide and a system for people to get out of what they, they're suffering and, and find this feeling that I have now. Mm. I felt like there was nothing more important and I didn't care about money at all. I was like, stop the fucking presses, okay? Like everybody's gotta yeah. hear this and everybody's gotta do this, okay? So like, I, I, and I suppose I'm the one to, to share it or I'm one of the ones who has to share this. So it wasn't so much that I had, and, and it was like troubling to like fit in, I guess, but that wasn't the reason why I isolated. I liked being around people who might not understand me because I had this cheekiness about it. And I was like, hey, let's, you're going to not know something like you're not going to know this type of person. You might never have experienced this before. Before I get back into my story is the yogis call this the age of Shiva. So and what that means is that Shiva and yoga is making its way through the world. And that means from the east to the west right now. And that 
and the truth of yoga can't really de be defined by anything other than awakening. And what you're doing is so comforting to me because it, it verifies this age of Shiva. People are coming online to share and to open up that we are more, you know, and that is in a meta perspective, the age that we're living in. So uh, it's beyond it. And what I've learned now is it's way beyond me. It's way beyond like, oh, it's Josh's mission to awaken everybody. He had this experience. We're all going yeah, to be of course. Having experience. <laughs> like, and it's beyond any individual. It's going to be a collective awakening. So I'll, I'll say that. And, um, and I'll cap that. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful. Very, very beautiful for sure. Yeah. And so getting, getting back into, so I'm, I'm at this point discovering what do I want to do? What am I passionate about? How, how am I going to make an income? What will my job be now? I decided as I was making my elixir in the morning and I call my elixir a bunch of different herbs and mushrooms and tea and fats and stuff that just makes me feel really great in the morning, energized and clear. So I'm making this for myself in the morning like I always did and I'm still contemplating, what's all I want to do? You know, I'm blending everything together and I take my first sip and I'm like, ah, oh, I love this. I love doing this. I love making these drinks with these herbs and like they make me feel great. They taste good. This is what I want to do. I want to share this with people. And there's so many different herbal combinations and it feels like alchemy and you can adjust it to the individual. I'm like, oh God, this gets me stoked, right? And so I'm in Vermont at the time. And so I'm like, okay. I've got to find one herb that I want to champion and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to systemize it. I'm going to, I'm going to be a good businessman. I'm going to make a product. And first I'm going to go out into the woods and see what I can find. You know, what's growing around me. I find this chaga mushroom and I have already tried the tea and I love it. It doesn't taste like mushrooms. It's this like delicious vanilla-y flavor, but also woodsy. I'm loving it. And so I'm like, unbeknownst to me, in this huge wilderness full of chaga, right? And so, like, okay, uh, I guess I'll forge chaga and I guess I'll make that and share that with people. And that has, that was the genesis of a five year long journey that I am still on today. And I have since shared chaga tea with probably over 10,000 people and heard testimonials of people's knee pains going away, getting off of 22 medications that was shutting down somebody's liver. And now they're back to life and enjoying their life. The testimonials go on. And so what I'm really passionate about now is whole healing body and mind to create space for a spiritual experience, which is teaching the yoga. If we are not pure inside the body and the mind through 
diet or whatever else, it's going to be very hard to get through that and, and feel a spiritual experience because we'll be focused mm-hmm. on the pains, the aches, the energy drag, all that stuff that kind of takes us away from feeling that lighter, brighter experience of the spirit. It's very low, low density, heavy density. Totally, totally. It's like, you know, I'm a vegetarian now, but it's like after eating like a huge hamburger or like a hamburger and fries and a milkshake, right? And there's nothing wrong with hamburgers, but like <laughs> um, if you eat a hamburger and fries and a milkshake and maybe let's just throw in a beer in there. Why not? Like we're having a party in this visualization and then try to sit down and open up to a spiritual experience. The first you thing really that you're going to want you just go on and fall asleep, right? <laughs> like take a little nap, hold your belly. So it's important that, you know, we purify ourselves in order to have, to have access to that higher space. And so that's what I'm interested in sharing now. And so that's, that's where I'm at in life currently. It's really beautiful to watch that too, because I, I get the, I get the privilege of seeing you go through this journey and you share it all online and you're very open and honest with it. So anyone listening, definitely make sure you follow Josh, which I'm going to have your information in the show notes for sure too. But I just love watching other entrepreneurs, especially people who are operating from that heart space and that authenticity. Um, And I love being very vulnerable and run open in my experiences. And I feel like you do that too. Like even though you are probably one of the brightest humans I've ever met energetically, you just have so much pure loving energy just exploding from you, um, you show the hard moments too, which I just respect and appreciate for sure. Um, I would love if you would share, you know, some advice for when a person is going through the hard times, or maybe they're struggling to find out what their niche is, what their their happy place is, what that thing is that they're so passionate about, because they know they want more too. What is some advice for someone who's currently going through it? Uh, be patient. Mm-hmm. Because if there's stress, that stress will prevent you from being able to connect with what is right for you. So it's okay. And if you're stressed, don't stress about that. <laughs> so just mitigating and relaxing as much as you can and surrendering to the process and just being open to what's next because it can be very uncomfortable in transition spaces. That's true. So be patient and know that this time is not going to last forever. And there will be a new chapter in your life. Be patient, stay open and remain curious about what's coming next. And those three things will help to keep your mind in the right space in order to create a new opportunity. So good. Thank you for sharing that. That was so well put. And what came to me while hearing that is it's so important for us to go through those struggles because they're they're growth phases and you're learning something out of that. And that knowledge that you take through those periods, those dark periods, um, or like those moments when you're planted, and it seems like, you know, like, how do I get out of here? 
that is going to do you justice at some point in that next level of you. That saying of new levels bring new devils is kind of what I'm hearing. Um, So yeah, that was, that was really great. Thank you for that. Um, Okay. So I had the great privilege of having you as a uh, facilitator at the last empowered retreat and it was amazing. And so you actually did power yoga and I just backing up to what you were saying earlier and kind of how you allow people to push past, past that discomfort and, you know, knowing that you can do more. Holy cow. Like that is exactly what you did. Um, I love being challenged. So for sure, that class that you gave us, that experience was incredible for me. I love to push myself. Um, But I just remember, and I was just talking about this with someone the other day, actually. It was really cool because you kind of started lower and brought it up as in, for example, like when you had us do the back bends, which like, my old back is not doing none of that nonsense, but it did. And it was <laughs> like, if you were to have just jumped in and been like, Deanna, do a back bend, I would have been like, haha, funny. Like, no, I can't do that. But you built it up both physically and mentally. And by the end of it, literally, you had us on like our big toe and like our fingers as we're bent into this, this back bend. And it was a very uh, powerful moment of like, no, you can do that. Like, stop saying you can't do that because you can. And that translates to so much other stuff in life. So thank you for doing mm. that. Um but share any experiences that you would love to about either, you know, being a facilitator there, what that was like for you, um, or maybe just even your experience being there because you got to kind of participate in it as well. Yeah, honestly, it was probably one of my most powerfully felt classes that I've ever taught. And I've mm-hmm. taught hundreds of classes. And the reason why it felt so powerful is because everybody there was committed to being their best. And like, it felt, I could feel the energy in the room and everybody, no matter previous fitness level, no matter anything, like everybody brought 100% of themselves to the table. And that type of energy is really powerful. And so I, I, and afterwards, all the conversations about the transformative nature, I could feel weights lifted off of people afterwards in a super tangible way. There's something about people showing up to a retreat knowing that they want to transform that allows them to do their best. And I felt that. And that was like so fulfilling for me as an instructor. It's one thing to teach a class, a weekly class where people are like in their routine. I'll do a little yoga if I don't do my best this week, it's like, whatever, pick it up next week. On a retreat, everybody was like down for the cause. So yes, like you said, I was amazed with your backbends and with all the effort everybody gave. Can we talk about the baby bird? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> just made me think of the crazy. baby bird. <laughs> so as probably, you know, has been communicated in the other podcasts, it was just like the most synchronistic, magical experience, this retreat. And so I'm giving my song as I always do, to begin class, which is like a little philosophy to like kind of keep your mind like in the right space, right? We're talking about, you know, how to expand the limitations, right? And I'm talking about, it. I'm sitting on my, you know, 
meditation cushion. And at, at this, at the right powerful moment, I just felt like I wanted to stand up and, and walk the room and say the rest of my satsang, my speech. And as I get up and I walk to like talk to the right side of the room, I hear splat. And I was like, that was weird. And then I see everybody like, oh, and like everybody starts to giggle. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? You know? And I look back and on my meditation cushion is a big pile of bird poop right <laughs> where my head would have been. And it wasn't two seconds after I got up off of the cushion and walked away. <laughs> like, what? It was amazing. Wild. <laughs> and then when we were done, it flew for the first time. At the end of class, the baby bird left the nest for the first time. It was just like <laughs> chilling and staring at all of us like, hey, guys, I've been looking at you all weekend. Figured I'd join. <laughs> he, he or she also expanded yeah. their ability. <laughs> Literally. They're like, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and to a- answer your second part of your question, you know, the, uh, the everybody at the retreat, it, it's one thing to be a facilitator. I love it. Teaching mm-hmm. yoga is my freaking thing. I love it. Um, but then to participate and take and be a student with everybody else and just be bonded as an individual with the rest of the beautiful people that were there, it's like, man, unforgettable. Absolutely unforgettable. Everybody there is such a beautiful person that has something to give, which was really mm-hmm. nice. Especially getting to see it unfold right before your eyes. Um, and even just watching it after, like I see everyone that's been a part of it has gone on to do something pretty amazing and you see the transformation continuing and it, Mm. you know, part of you, I think being a facilitator and a teacher, I think you can, you know, understand the sentiment of, and not from, uh, like, a. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but not like from a cocky way, but almost like a at peace way. Like, I hope that I had, I played just the smallest role in their story. Like, I hope that even just the smallest bit of what I brought to them had something to do with who they're becoming today. Um, So it's really amazing to know that we were all in that together and to see it still unfolding. Yeah, it is. It validates our own choice to Mm -hmm. share this because it's a great risk to put our whole life into this. And we just Mm. hope that it has some value and Mm. to watch other people transform and start to find a different like fulfillment in life. Oh my God. It's. Wow. I'm like, I'm feeling that. I'm really, I'm really feeling that Josh. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your friendship. Um, you know, thank you for just being a part of this wildlife. You and Savannah are just two incredible people. You are a power couple. Holy hell. Um, and I just love having both of you, you know, creating this life with me. And I am so looking forward to whatever we, you know, end up doing together in our stories moving forward, because, we're all, we're all in it together. So thank you, Josh, for being here. Thank you for all that. What gold I can see myself listening to this episode over and over. So, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I'm sure I'll have you back again. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, Fit Deanna Lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMerlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.